Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. You would turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 26. We'll start in uh, verse 30 where we left off last week. Matthew 26, verse 30. And in the text that we see today, I think uh, we're going to look kind of at two stories, but both of them, the overarching thing that I think we see is the failure of the disciples. They were weak, as are we. You ever intended to go all the way with something? To, to, uh, to, to go through and, and follow through with a plan that was important, and then you just didn't have the strength to... Keep it up. I, I, I can think of uh, one example that's just kind of similar to that. Um, just putting up straw. You know, I was driving driving here. Well, actually, Amy was driving. I was riding this morning, and uh, I was looking out, and I saw the the wheat is turning golden in color, and it's getting ready for that time of year to be putting up straw. And I can think the last time. I put up straw for my dad was a couple of years ago because I'm always busy during the summer anymore. And uh, uh, I I was asked to go out onto the wagon um, where there's no shade and no break and try to stack it up on the wagon so that... And um, the first time around... Uh, I think I was okay. And the second time, by the second time around, I didn't get halfway around before I thought I was going to die of a heat stroke. <laughs> I was weak. I, I mean, I, I, I couldn't get enough water. I was, I'm just, I was over 40 and out of shape. <laughs> I had all the best intentions, and yet I didn't have the strength to keep up. And um, here we see the disciples, they have all the best intentions. They love Jesus. They want to follow Him. And yet just they, they don't have the strength that Jesus has. I love the song that we sang as children. Most of us probably all sang that ends, He is weak. Or no, I am weak, but He is strong. Right? Um. Here's our text, beginning in verse 30. It says, And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, You will all fall away because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter answered him, Though they all fall away because of you, I will never fall away. Jesus said to them, Truly, I tell you, this very night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples said the same. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful even to death. Remain here and watch with me. 
And going a little further, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, for the second time, he went and away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And again, he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words again. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Sleep and take your rest later on. See, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, give us eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts to obey and to understand what your word says to us. Use your surgeon's scalpel of your word that divides even between the bone and the marrow, between the soul and the spirit. On our hearts this morning, give me strength and grace as I preach your word in Jesus' name. Amen. We begin where we left off last week, uh, and when they had sung a hymn, it tells us right after the Last Supper, as Jesus had given them the bread and the wine representing His body and His blood, they sang a hymn as they went out, and they went out to the Mount of Olives. So this is where this takes place, on the Mount of Olives. And the Garden of Gethsemane was there in the vicinity of the Mount of Olives. Jesus says to them, as we see here in our text, you will all fall away because of me this night. You imagine, if Jesus was here with us and he said those words, you will all fall away from me. What would we say? Would we, would we argue with him like Peter did? Would, would we defend ourselves? Would we say, no, Jesus, I would never do that. Oh, Jesus knows better than us. He says, for it is written. The reason for them falling away from him that night, Jesus says, is to fulfill prophecy. It is written. And he points to this passage from Zechariah. Strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. The idea here is... is The shepherd is the one who's supposed to protect the sheep. The shepherd, when we think of of, um, the um, 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Why would a rod and a staff comfort me? We think of uh, maybe uh, the Proverbs and the rod and we think of discipline, don't we? (laughs) 
Discipline. You spoil the rod, or uh, spare the rod, spoil the child, right? But this is not the kind of rod here of a shepherd. No, the rod and the staff is for fighting off the wolves. And it's comfort to know that the shepherd is with us. And here, when the shepherd was stricken, when he dies, when he goes to the cross, when he is betrayed, his sheep, the disciples, would be scattered. Jesus says, all of you, you will all fall away because of me this night. Not just Peter, but every one of the disciples that he was talking to were going to fall away. But then he says these comforting words, but after I am raised up, stop. After I am raised up. He knows he's going to be stricken. He knows he's going to die on the cross. And he knows he's going to be raised up. He knows he's not going into that grave for more than three days. He's going to go into that grave. He's going to be dead as dead can be. He's going to be a corpse. And yet, he knows that three days later, he's going to be raised up. After I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. He's going to be raised up and the disciples, their mission is going to be to go uh, to Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Jesus says, I'm going to go before you there. I'm going to go before you to Galilee. Well, Peter answers and he argues with Jesus. Not a good idea. (laughs) Not a good idea. I mean, Jesus, He was the Word made flesh. Jesus, was, He is God in human form. He is fully God, fully man. He knows all things, and yet Peter decides he's going to pick a fight. <laughs> he argues. He says, though all fall away from you, I will never fall away. We can feel that way. Sometimes our devotion to Jesus can be so strong and we can be overconfident like Peter. No matter what happens, I'm going to keep on following Jesus. No matter what happens, I'll never fall like that. You may look at somebody else who has gotten involved in some kind of a scandal. You may look at somebody else who who appeared like they were following Jesus and then they somehow took a wrong turn. Look what Peter did. He defended himself and said, oh, not me. Not me. I would never do that. That's probably not a wise thing to do. Better to say, oh, but for God's grace, go I. Oh, but for the grace of God, go I. If it wasn't for God's grace, I'd be doing the same thing. Peter defends himself, says, I would never fall away even if all do. And Jesus knows better. He says, truly I tell you, this very night, 
this very night. Jesus isn't talking about some time off in the distant future. He's saying, you're, you're pledging that you're never going to fall away, but I'm going to tell, I'll tell you, you're going to do it three times before the night's over. Before the rooster crows. You're going to do it three times. You're going to deny that you even know me. Jesus says, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And Peter says, even if I must die with you, I will, deny, I will not deny you. And notice this last part here. And all the disciples said the same. Count me with them. They all said the same. We're not going to do it. We're not going to deny you. We're not going to... We're not, none of us are going to leave you, Jesus. Again, I want to remind us of the song. We are weak, but He is strong. A simple song. We sing, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to Him belong. We are weak, but He is strong. We are not strong enough on our own. The trials of life, the hurts, the pains, death, sickness, stress, job problems, all these things, we are not strong enough on our own, but Jesus is. Jesus is strong enough to hold us through it all. And even if we fall temporarily, like Peter did, he is strong enough to hold us to the end. Peter may have fallen. He did deny Jesus, and we'll see that next week or the week after. And all we see from John how he was restored, and on the day of Pentecost, he was, he was the one who was preaching that sermon on the day of Pentecost. This is what God planned from the foundation of the world. That He would save a people. All those who would trust in Him. We'll move on to the next part. He says here, it says here in verse 36, Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane. We call it the Garden of Gethsemane. And He said to His disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with Him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee. So there's twelve disciples. Judas has already fallen away. He went and he's getting the soldiers and the chief priests to come and arrest him, which we'll see at the end of this scene. Peter, James, and John are going with Jesus over into this other secluded area in the garden, and eight others are left there to pray. Taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, that's James and John, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. And he didn't hide his sorrow. Look at what it says next. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful even to death. You know, oftentimes when we feel sorrowful, we want to just keep it, in, keep it to ourselves and bottle it up. Look what Jesus did. He didn't share it with everybody. 
but he had three men that he felt that that were trusted. This inner circle that he shared with his deep pains. He said, "I am sorrowful, even to death." He was so burdened. He was so sorrowful. He was so overwhelmed that he felt like it was going to kill him. This this pain of experiencing, knowing what's about to happen to him, he was sorrowful even to death. And troubled. And he said to them, oh, I'm sorry. Remain here and watch with me. So he tells the three, John, James, Peter, stay right here. I'm going to go over there and pray. But he wants them to watch with him, to be alert and to pray with him. And going up a little further, he fell on his face. It's the kind of prayer that Jesus had. Prostrate on the ground, lying face flat on the ground, praying. The posture that Jesus had in this moment. He fell on his face and prayed. And this is kind of startling to us. Now we've grown up, many of us have grown up in church, we've heard it a thousand times. We really let it sink in what he's praying. He says, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. What is this cup that he's talking about? Well, part of the cup is the physical suffering that he is about to experience. Part of the cup is the way the, the 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 crucifixion it's the it's the the beating the flogging the crucifixion experiencing death itself and yet there is something that was even greater than that because Jesus experienced the wrath of God the old testament often refers to the wrath of God as being poured out like a cup. As Jesus asks and He prays, let this cup pass from Me. If if there's any other way, let this cup pass from Me. I think what Jesus dreaded the most at that time was that the, the, the wrath of God was about to be poured out on Him. It wasn't the whips, it wasn't the nails, it wasn't the cross, it was the wrath of God that was to be poured out on Him. And when Jesus on the cross would say, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, my God, my God, why have Thou forsaken me? That was what Jesus dreaded the most. Jesus had existed from all eternity with the Father, one with the Father. They had had a perfect relationship of love and intimacy from all eternity past, 
And Jesus is now approaching the moment when the Father would turn His back on His Son and His wrath would be poured out on His Son. The wrath of God, which, by the way, we deserve. We, guilty sinners. We who have not only inherited a nature of guilt, but we have all acted out on our nature and we have sinned against God in various ways. We deserved God's wrath and Jesus took the cup and drank it for us. The cup of God's wrath. But at this moment, He asks, if there's any other way to accomplish your mission, God, if there's any other way that your people can be forgiven apart from me taking the wrath of God upon myself, drinking the cup of wrath, let it pass from me. And one of the things we see here is there is no other way. There was no other way. The only way for us to be forgiven. The only way that our sin could be washed away. The only way that our sin could be separated from us and we could be united with Christ is that He would die on the cross and take the wrath of God that we deserve upon Himself. He prayed, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. But, nevertheless, Thy will be done. Jesus didn't shrink away. He didn't run out of energy. He didn't run out of steam like I did on a hay wagon. (laughs) The most monstrous suffering in all the universe was coming to Jesus and while he prayed if there's any other way, he accepted his Father's will above anything else. Let your will be done. And as Jesus prayed this prayer, as Jesus was feeling the anguish of his soul, the disciples were sleeping text tells us going on sorry and he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and he said to Peter so you couldn't watch with me for one hour here Peter was just a few verses ago we see saying if everybody falls away I won't one hour Jesus, Peter has fallen asleep. Jesus just asked him, can you just watch and pray with me? Peter's fallen asleep. The other disciples have done the same. Watch and pray, Jesus says to them. He doesn't say, well, I'm done with you. He tells them again, watch and pray. You may not enter temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Oh, how true this is. How each one of us knows this. Each one of us knows this. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. 
We have all the best desires. We want to follow Jesus with everything we are. And yet, our flesh is weak. Sometimes we fail Him. Even though we are believers, the flesh is weak. We give in. Verse 32. 42. Again, for a second time, he went away and he prayed, My Father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, Your will be done. He prays the same thing. And again, he goes back and finds them sleeping again. For their eyes were heavy. Again, the spirit is willing. The flesh is weak. So leaving them again, he went away and he prayed for a third time, saying the same words again. And he came to his disciples. This time, time's up. He said, sleep and take your rest later on. This text is a little bit ambiguous here where it says sleep and take your rest. In my version in the ESV, it says sleep and take your rest later on. Uh, Some versions maybe take this as a question. Uh, Are you going to sleep and take your rest? Um, um, I think the way we should take this is it's too late now. Go ahead and sleep. You might as well. It's too late to pray because my betrayer is at hand says, see the hour is at hand. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Judas is about to come. Rise and let us be going. See my betrayer is at hand. I think we see two things here that I think shine forth in this text. One is about us about the disciples. They were weak. They didn't have the endurance to keep going. And neither do we. On our own. On our own. We don't have what it takes. If we try on our own, we're going to fail. If we just, in all of our determination, do the best we can and just, we're going to fall flat on our faces. And sometimes that's what we do. We'll have the best of intentions. The best of intentions and we just fall flat. In contrast, see Jesus in all of His glory. Jesus didn't shrink away. While we know that it pained Him, We know that He experienced excruciating pain knowing that the Father was about to turn His back, knowing that He was about to experience the wrath of God poured out on Him in our behalf, and yet He didn't shrink away. He said to the Father three times, Not My will, but Thine be done. He embraced what the Father had for Him. He didn't shrink away. And you know what? He is strong enough. He is kind enough to us that when we fail, He remains faithful. When we fail, He will hold on to us and He will never let us go. He is worthy of our trust. 
He is worthy of our worship and our devotion. We cannot put our faith in ourselves. We cannot put our faith in our intelligence, in our doctrine, in our uh, race, in anything about ourselves. We can't put any of our faith in ourselves, but only in Jesus, who is strong enough to endure the wrath of God, die, be buried, and rose again on the third day, defeating death once and for all. He defeated death. And those of us who put our faith in Him, He brings us along with Him. It is not in our works. It's not in anything that we could do. But it is in the strength of our strong Savior Jesus who endured the wrath of God for sinners. For us. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.com or you can like us on Facebook.